Oh, man. Well, I just want to say you guys are absolutely amazing. I want to just, uh, can I just boast on you a little bit before we get into the ministry? I want to tell you, um, I don't know if, if you were here two years ago when we were part of the sound and we were at the fairgrounds. How many of you were a part of that? All of you that weren't here. Well, I want you to understand. Put up your hands if you were here two years ago. And I want you to look at all the hands that were not here. The people that were not here. I mean, almost half. Almost half. This church is just from this. I mean, just what, what's represented tonight is, is doubled and tripled from your faith of coming and reaching into this community. This community is transformed. And the blueprint and the fingerprint of this community is never going to be the same because of you. It is never going to be the same. There, there will never be another time like this. There will be another group of people like this. The, the thing I like about these, ses these sessions is it's, it's marked so marked in heaven that this chemistry that we're producing right now will never happen ever again. This moment is so unique and so pure. And just you being a heart of city, being part of the heart of the city, literally, you are shifting lives, changing lives. And if I could just say, how many of you would, would say, my life has been dramatically changed and touched by this church? Look, look at these hands. Now, can I, this is why you do what you do. I love the, the heart of the interns. They're like, yes, we work in, we work in children's youth. And because, and, and you heard it, we do it because we're here to change lives. That's why we work so hard. And your lives are being changed and you're changing other people's lives. I just want to applaud you. Can I just say thank you? Thank you, all of you that are serving and working hard and building this church and building the kingdom of God. Don't be shy to accept that. Don't be shy to accept that. That should be important that you say, yes, I'm, I'm a part of this team and I'm building. And I just want to also say thank you. Can I say a couple of thank yous before we get into the teaching? Thank you for the way you treat your leadership. I mean, thank you. I, I, I travel enough to see uh, that most people don't know how to treat their leaders. And that the leadership, the way you treat the leaders empowers them to receive more from the Lord. And you guys have treated your leaders well. Continue to treat them well, extravagantly treat them. I, I, I feel honor when I walk in this house. I feel love when I walk in here. I can't say that everywhere. And I feel the presence of God and I feel the anointing of God. You guys are hosting heaven. You're hosting the kingdom of God and you're hosting Jesus. I, I just want to just brag on heart of the city for a moment. If you're a guest, this doesn't make sense to you. But if I can just brag on heart of the city, brag on the leaders, brag on the team. You guys are doing an amazing job. You guys are doing an outstanding standing job and it's okay to say thank you just say it just so thank, thank you yeah thank you because I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere with that for a second because I want you to be encouraged that people coming from the outside recognize what you're sowing into and what you're doing pastor Charlie and I we he's a prophet we travel we both travel we sat at lunch we said there is no place that you can just very few places you can walk in and go oh god I can actually hear you so clear here it's like I'm at home it's like I'm just in my living room. And that's wonderful. That's you. That's, that's your, your, your hosting. And I just want to also say thank you for getting behind your worship team. I mean, in just the way that you sing and you're going you're gonna to proclaim and you're declaring and you're there and there's a new song coming out. Come on, we're going to... 
we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it just like you. We're going we're gonna... to thank you. Can I say thank you? Because there is no, there's nothing that unity can't break open. Unity breaks open everything. Every limitation in this city is broken by your unity. Every, every, listen, there, there is a child pornography ring going on in this city, and it's going to be broken open this weekend. It's going to be broken open this weekend because of the spirit of unity. The spirit of unity that is here is going to snap that spirit of lust in this region. It's going to say, you are not allowed to operate... Can I just tell you, apostolically, something is snapping in the spirit. Something is breaking. Something is breaking. Something is breaking in the spirit. And you don't know just you lifting your hand and you shouting. You think you're just having a great service. But I'm looking in the spirit going, that change is broke. That change is broke. And you're like, come Holy Spirit. And, 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 and you're just singing, and you have no idea that heaven's been going, yeah. Pop, pop, pop. And he's just snapping things. Don't take any of this lightly. Don't take any of this lightly, because it's, it's, really, it's really amazing. It's really, it's really exciting, and it's a revival. It's a move of God. It's more than a revival. It's a reformation. When things start to snap in the spirit, and you'll see, you'll see things in the news. You'll see things that have been going on behind the scenes, exposed in the news. And you'll see it exposed in newspaper. I mean, it's going to be, you're going to just start to see these things, these, this, this violent invasion of justice in this region because of what's happening this week. And I want to tell you right now, in the spirit. So when you start to see justice rise in this region like never before, I want you to make a connection. Every time you hear the news, every time you see the news, you go, that's what happened that weekend. That's when we made that sound, when we made that sound, that's what broke this weekend. I'm telling you prophetically, that's what I'm feeling in the spirit. You are working in the realm of the spirit. Wow. And we're going to see miracles. We're going to have individual prophetic words. Cancer is going to dissolve this weekend. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to just see it dissolve right in the room. It's going to be great. Someone's ears are opening, even starting to unwind right now. Their deaf ears are going to open. And, and we're going to see some amazing stuff. It's going to be real fun. But the fact is what I'm really in, engaged with more now than ever before is governmental shifts. Where when Jesus died on the cross, we celebrate that he died on the cross, but there was a veil that was torn. And, and there was an earthquake that happened. And it's, government shifted so dramatically that, that those that were in, in, their, in their graves came up, came up out. That's what's happening here, is the king of glory is taking his place. And I just want to say thank you, church. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the hours you prayed the Seek Week. Thank you for attending the noontime prayer. Thank you for all that you did. Can I just thank you? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't give up. Don't hit three times. Hit five, six, seven times. Keep on hitting the arrow. Can I just encourage you for a second? I just, I, I know I have something to preach, but I just feel like this in the spirit that I just want to say thank you. Because I don't, when, I, when I'm traveling, I feel that there's a lot of churches in defeat. More churches are in defeat, and very few churches are at the level that you're at. 
very few churches, and, and your, your, te- your ministers um, declared something this morning in the leadership, and they were talking about momentum. And can I just tell you, guard momentum, yeah. protect momentum, yeah. fight for momentum. Yeah. If, if you lose momentum, it takes five years to get back to what you lost. It's a, and, and in order to do that, you have to do something so dramatic, so dramatic that most people are not willing to do it. So don't, don't ever lose. This momentum you can't lose. If we come back in the next 10 years, it should, we've seen over double between last, the two years to now. The momentum is going to carry you in, into some kind of quantum <laughs> unkind of countable exponential change and shifts in the world. Amen? Amen. Did I, did I praise you enough? Is that enough? Thank you. Seriously. From the Lord's heart to you. The kingdom of God is very thankful for the way you serve and for the way you, you present excellence in God's house and God's kingdom and the way you treat his leaders. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about something that is just, uh, it's just in my heart. It's in my heart. And it's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of challenging because it's something that the body of Christ, don't, they don't, you know, it's not something that we all want to talk about, but it's something that we need to. And tonight and tomorrow morning, I think I'm going to step in. I, I call them taboo preaching. Tab- things, and people are thinking, is it okay for you to actually talk the way you're talking? And it's not that I'm going to cuss or anything because we, we don't do that. But, but I want you to just be clear. You can like go, we're not going to violate your, well. I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been kind of interested in this story. It's a Greek mythology story. I know that's the part where it gets a little crazy. Um, but it's, it's a story of a, of a man who was locked up. He's an, he was an artisan, um, great inventor, great creator. And he was locked up because um, he created, he, he, was, he was commissioned to create a labyrinth for um, a minotaur. You guys might know the story. And as he created this labyrinth, and this labyrinth was supposed to lock in. You guys know the story because you've seen a movie or something with this minotaur in it. And I'm not going to preach on this the whole night. I just want to tell you a few things. Uh, and and as, as this, this gentleman was locked into this tower after building this labyrinth to hold the minotaur, he was locked in the tower with his son. And his son, his name is Icarus. And the, the father, who was a genius, he, he wanted to get out of this, this place of being bound and being locked. And he wanted to, to be able to get out. And so he was, he was locked in this high tower. And he kept seeing every day the birds would fly in and fly out of his tower. They had no problem coming in and, and coming out. And so they would come and they would land on the, the stoop or on the, on the ledge. And as they would land on the ledge, they would drop feathers. And feathers would drop off on, onto the onto the, the, the platform of where he was. And he started collecting this because he saw if they could fly out, if I create wings, maybe I can fly out. And so he started to collect all of these wings, all of these, all of these feathers, and he, he got wax and he made these winged feathers, these, these feathered wings out of just the, the rubble of what was left by these, these, these birds that would fly in and fly out. 
And when he was ready to take off, he made wings for himself and he made wings for his son, Icarus. And he said, Icarus, this is what's important. When, we, when we're going to take off here, when we take off, I don't want you to, I don't want you to be so uh, apprehensive that you fly low. Because we're going to fly over, we're going to fly over the ocean. And if you fly too low, the water, the condensation from the water and the, the moisture from the water is going to get into the, the feathers and it's going to bring you down. So don't fly too low. But Icarus, I don't want you to fly too high because if you fly too high, you're going to get too close to the sun. And when you get too close to the sun, the wax of the wings is going to melt and all of the feathers are going to fall apart and, and you're going to fall. So he says, don't have too much pride and don't have too much humility. Just stay in the middle. And as I begin to, as I begin to think about this story, another story came to mind and it's Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down. Come on, someone can finish it. And broke his crown. And what I realize is our nursery rhymes and our stories always tell us to be mediocre. Don't climb hills because you'll fall down and break your crown. Don't fly too high because you're going to get too high and you're going to burn out. Can I tell you, I believe the Christians have, have mastered the art of mediocrity. I am overwhelmed with a passion to stir believers to live so high and so close to the sky and so close to the sun that I have to get I have to see how high, and this is where Icarus went wrong, is he started to fly high, and he flew higher, and he looked down, and the people on the ground were going, look at him, and he was going, yeah, they're looking at me. Now I'm going to climb higher, and they kept saying, look at him, and, and he wanted to climb high because he was looking at the people going, look how high you can fly. That's pride, but curiosity makes you go, how high can I fly? See, I don't want to fly high close to the sun because I want you to see me. I want to see how high can I fly because God gave me wings to fly. And if he gave me wings to fly, he gave me wings to fly high. He doesn't want me to fly in the middle. He doesn't want me to fly mediocre. He wants me to fly high. And I'm looking at a believer, a Christian saying, stop flying in the middle. We are made to fly and let's fly high. If you have that picture of Icarus, we can put that up. I want you to understand, God didn't make you to be apprehensive. When I saw this picture, I said, that's what I want to live, God. I want to live so close to the sun. And I want to fly high for with the gifts and the talents and the skills you've given me. And I want to show off that you wanted me to fly before I desired to fly. And if I lose a couple of, couple of feathers going up high, you will make sure you replace me because I'm not flying high to see what's going on in the floor. I'm flying high to see how high you made me go. Christians are too afraid. And the reason the world is succeeding and the church is watching and trying to copy is because we're afraid to give it all. 
We're afraid to live it all. Why leave something on the table when you're made to spend it? This energy that you have, you're made to spend it. This hope that you have, you're made to spend it. This dream that you have, you're made to use it. I wish I could talk to someone today that says, I've been waiting for someone. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. When the Lord started giving me this message, I downloaded that Phil Collins song. I downloaded the Phil Collins song. Because the reason I downloaded is I would start every track meet playing that. And I I remember how I felt. I'm going to run with all my might. I've been made for this moment. And when you open with that tonight, some of you need to know you have been made for this moment. Don't you dare leave anything on the shelf. Don't you dare leave anything on the table. Don't you dare leave anything just mediocre. It's time to fly. It's time to see how high you can go. I refuse to die with my dreams still beating in my heart. I will not die with my dreams still on my mind. You will not either. I can see it in your eyes. The scripture, Philippians chapter 4, 13. He says, I can do. I can do all things through Christ. You know what's funny is because the church, they love to talk about how how Christ strengthens you, but he doesn't talk about him doing everything. He says, I can do. God cannot strengthen you until you have an I can. God doesn't want to strengthen your I mediocre. He doesn't want to strengthen your I can't. I can't. He doesn't want to strengthen your I might. God only strengthens I can. And if you never say I can, God can't give you the strength. And you're wondering why you don't have the strength. I'm yelling at you, aren't I? Why, why haven't you done what you want to do with me? It's because you still think that you can't and you want me to. We're waiting for God to do what he doesn't want to do. He wants to strengthen me, not do it. I can. As I was, as I, God was just messing with me, putting this on my heart, just messing with me, hitting me in the chest. I was, I somehow on my, one of these Facebook, Twitter, something feeds came up, something came up and there was, uh, it was CNBC, I think it was, and it was DJ uh, Kali and he, he was, you know, he, I think he's the guy that did uh, All I Do Is Win. That was, like, that was like a few years ago. Every football team was using it, especially the Seahawks when they were winning. <laughs> they couldn't sing it now. I'm just telling you, until they repent of their arrogance. See, they wanted to fly looking at people instead of saying, how high can you make me fly? All right, I'm, I'm just going to mess with everything. <laughs> I told you I'm going all out. 
And I, rem- and I looked at this post, and this post, it just, it struck me because I was taught not to talk about me. When I was growing up, they, they, I was told never to use I in a sentence. Take your I out of you. Get rid of your I. Not, yeah. <laughs> but get rid of your I. Because I... And I noticed something that everyone that's succeeding in this generation has a strong eye. Can you put up that post that I read? This post said this, I work every day. I have to. I have my family to take care of. My mom, my dad, my whole family depends on me. I am. So I am. I want you to know, I saw, I just, I said, God, this is so strange because there's so many I, I. It seems illegal. (laughs) But I realize if you pretend like you're not in the equation, you don't do anything. And I, I remember complaining about this and complaining about a, what we call a narcissistic generation. I said, these And the Lord says, what are you doing? I've been waiting for this generation to have an eye. Because Christians have killed their eye to where I can't strengthen them. I finally have a generation that says, I can. All you have to do is shift them to understand that I want to strengthen their I can to another level that they can't. See, I don't know anyone that's succeeding that doesn't have an ego. This, this, this sermon is called On the Wings of Ego. <laughs> On the Wings of an Ego. See, this is the taboo Christianity. On the Wings of an Ego. Not an eagle. An ego. See, God, that word I, that word, that one sentence, that I can, that one part of I can, that is one Greek word, which is ego. It's the Greek word ego. Literally, ego. God says, I need your ego to strengthen. Because if you don't bring your ego, I have nothing that feels like that it can receive from me. We have been baptized in fear trying to be humble baptized in intimidation baptized in insecurity false humility trying to fly low acting like we've not been gifted either you have been gifted or you're not gifted and I guarantee everyone in this room is gifted there's not one person in this room that is without a gift you are all gifted. Yes. And the reason the world's, the world's beating us and we're trying to pretend to be them in order to get our Jesus into their lives is because we're trying to do it without what they, we don't match their ego. So God can't strengthen us to the next level. I can. When I worked in Rainier Valley, one of the, the poorest communities of Seattle area. 
I went in there. I'm a success coach. So I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to take all these poor people and I'm going to make them successful. They're going to be millionaires in three weeks. <laughs> you know what I heard every single time I worked with a young person, every time I worked with anyone? I can't. I can't. I can't. Doesn't matter what I told them, doesn't matter what I identified in them, doesn't matter what gifts they had, they had ability to sing, they had ability to dance, they had ability to do all kinds of things, but they didn't believe that, they didn't bring their ego to the table. So I couldn't help them. And we're asking God to help us. Help me, God. But you're not bringing the ego to the table. You have to bring your eye to the table. Here I am, Lord, send me. Jesus came in that manner. Amen. Paul tells to Timothy, he says, Timothy, this is what I want you to do. He says in, in 1 Timothy 4, um, 4, what is it, 4, 4.13, he says, uh, 4.15, he says, I want you to meditate on the prophecies. So if you get prophecies here tonight and this weekend, you have to meditate on them. Now, what's the key component of meditate? Meditate on them. Then he says, give yourself entirely to them. Give the you to it. Give your eye to it. The reason most people don't re actually walk in their prophecy is because they're talking about a prophecy they're expecting God to do. But he gave a prophecy and he wants you to bring your eye to it. Bring yourself to it. As you bring yourself to it, it will then begin to happen. And meditate on it. Give yourself entirely to it. Then everyone who is watching will see your profiting. If God didn't want us to be seen, why would he tell us to be seen? He wants us to be seen. Because every time someone looks at us and they watch us grow and they watch us increase and they know that we're bringing ourselves plus God's strength to it, they want to bring themselves to God's strength as well. Oh, God, don't, you know, don't look at me. Don't look at me. You know, I'm just nothing. I'm just a nobody. I'm a little teapot. Sure. Why does everything in Christianity have to be little? You know, Denzel Washington, he was on Oprah Winfrey, and he was sharing. She said, what was the key component of your, your success? What happened? He said, well, when I was little, I went to church. My mom took me to church, and there was this woman, this old lady in the church, and she wrote down something. And she wrote down, and I, he says, I think they would call it a prophecy. He wrote down these things. She wrote down these things, and I have looked at that, and I've watched that, and everything that she wrote down when I was, I think he was a teenager, when I was a teenager, has come to pass. I'm living in everything she said. And he said, this was the key component. Wow. See, he didn't just say, okay, thank you. But he didn't even know what it was and kept looking at it. Giving himself to it. Giving himself to it. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. 
You know, people come to me and say, yo, you prophesied over me, but it didn't come to pass. <laughs> See, prophecy is not like a magic wand. I wish it was like pixie dust. That would be easier. I wish it was. That would be amazing. I would have every color glitter because my daughter is amazing with colors. See, the thing is we love you and I, we, we watch things. We love watching other people be amazing. We pay money to go watch other people be amazing. And you know why? Because we're fascinated when people can give themselves completely to something. That's all we do is we watch someone going, I've given 15 hours of practice on this. I've given my life to this. Do you know why I love Seth? I, I mean, I just love Seth. I love the whole team, but I just love Seth. Because I've never seen him halfway. I've never seen you half calf. I've never seen, you know, you, I've just never, I've never, you know, he, I, I'm looking, I'm like, he's just like his dad. I just realized it tonight. That's why I love him. I, it's just no half caffeine here. It's just like full on. Why would you do half calf anyway? Let's just talk about that for a second. All right, I'm just, that's just my own personal decision. I'm thinking if I'm going to get high, I'm going to go. <laughs> Give me some triple cap. <laughs> but the, 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 the ones that are changing the world are people who are saying, I'm going all out. I have nothing to lose. Why should I not go out? Oh, they're going to make fun of me. They're going to make fun of me anyways. Listen, you don't, do, you don't have to do much to get made fun of. Everyone has something to say. It's because no one is doing anything, so they mock people. That's the spirit of mockery that's on this age. It allows you to think like you're doing something because you're tearing someone else down. But the people who are really doing something are not talking about other people. Full on. This shirt, this shirt was, uh, is called the Floor Masters. This was my first breakdancing crew. My, my, my son, Yosef, gave this shirt to me for my birthday. And this is, this is me. And this is our first, this is right before we got signed by Pepsi to be the Pepsi breakdancers. And, and, I, and I remember, you can't be a breakdancer if you're not full on. There's, I mean, you'll break your neck. You just, you have to, you can't try to do a windmill like half, half heart. It's like, what happened to you? I tried the windmill. It's like, it's like, you'll never be the same. You have to go full on because you have to force your body to do things that your body doesn't know how to do and want to do. But I, I was thinking about this, because this is when, you know, 
when I got saved, I was, I was leaving Washington to go to California to be an actor and be in, in this world. This was my world, entertainment. And, and, and I got saved. And I remember telling the Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to be a preacher. <laughs> because to me, all preachers were mediocre. They were, they weren't full on. They weren't. I had to be, I, and I said, I love, I love, I love acting. I love, you know, because you can't be a good actor unless you're full on. You watch one of those movies, you're like, oh, that's B. That's a, that's, I totally, Christian movies, that's just a, so, <laughs> I remember someone gave, me, someone gave me a Christian movie, one of the first football ones, and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I've been scared to pick up a Christian movie ever since. I, I watched that movie, and I was saying, and I thought, this is not fair, God. This is not fair, because they're horrible. But you've anointed it. That's how desperate you are. I told you, I'm not trying to be popular with this. I'm trying to raise up a group of people that are going to take the world by storm. And I, it, you can't appease Christians with this because we have God in us. We have a God on us. We have creative ideas we're too afraid to step out and try to do because we're afraid to be rejected by the Christian community. When your ideas can literally bust the world wide open. I remember my, when, I was, when I was playing football in high school, my teacher said, my, my coach said, gosh, you, you are really good, but you lack intensity. He said, the one thing that was keeping me back was the lack of intensity. And I was really fast. I mean, I could run a really quick 40, and I was really, I had lots of moves. I was, I was like, I had lots of moves. And, but I remember there was one time that he gave me, I was going around a sweep, and I was like, Bang. and it was like 10 minutes, I was just like juking people. But I didn't go anywhere. I was just, I was just trying not to get hit. And I, I, my goal wasn't get there. My goal was don't hit me. You can have skills, but lack the intensity, and go nowhere. Do I have a few more minutes? I have, I've stopped looking at the clock. I, 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 want us, I want us to believe. I want us to believe that God puts you on the earth for something. And I want you to, I want you to, is this going to be something? I want you to, I want to get your, I want you to get yourself together. Your eye. And I want you to put it to work. Stop putting your ego on the shelf. Because even though we pretend like we don't have one, our false humility is an ego all by itself. Look at me as I am so fake in my humility. And it's a fake humility. And it's just pride because no one can get as low as me. 
And God says, if you would just go the other way, I could do something with that. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says that we are God's fellow workers. God's fellow workers. Have you ever had someone work with you that doesn't work? Has, I mean, really, have you ever had someone that is like, okay, can I come work with you? Come on, work with me. That's great. And like, you're like, and they're like, okay, this is great. When are we going to take a break? Now, would you call that person a fellow worker? It's amazing. We call ourselves a fellow worker and we want to watch God. Fellow actually means co, together, equal portions. That means you've got to bring something to the level that God's bringing if you want to work with him. God's not interested in you. I mean, if you want to just show up, then, you know, just hang out at the tent. We'll come back and get you after we win. That's what he did with Gideon, right? We need to understand that God wants you to bring you to the equation. All of you. All of you. God wants to be more like a spotter when you're lifting weights than anything. That's really the co. Because if you, you know, look at Jail. He looks, he look good, man. You look good. He <laughs> looking all ripped. I'm you, I saw him up here like he's holding his iPad in his arm. Bam. He's like, look at him. <laughs> I mean, he's just looking ripped. You're like. Jail is like, and his, his iPad, my iPad. <laughs> and he's just ripped. I mean, he's just, but I know that you don't get ripped unless you push yourself to failure. If you say, I'm going to do 10 reps, and you go, oh, nine is good, yeah, you're going to be flabby. You, you got to, but if you want to, if you, want, if you want to get ripped, if you want to get ripped, you have to go, I'm going 10, and then you get to 11, and then you're going 12, and you can't get 12, and you're going, partner, fellow, help me get the rest. See, that's what the ego does. The ego pushes to the point of, I'm going to drop this on me. I'm going to try so hard. I'm not going to give up when I feel like I can still push it off my chest. I need to have someone with me there because I'm going to push it until my muscles fail. That's the only way to grow. Push it until your muscles fail. And Christians are afraid to do that. I know I'm, I'm rebuking Christians tonight, huh? Is that okay? Because we need to stop playing games with this. I mean, literally. Let's, let's, be, let's, 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 let's do something with this life we have. Let's, let's, let's do something. I mean, let's do something. I mean, come on now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
I can do all things that God makes me strong enough to do. I can do everything God can do. Uh Uh-oh. See, you got Christian on me there. See, because that's what that statement is saying. If God can do it, he can do it through me. But I need to bring, I can do what he can do. Because if he wants to do it, he's not going to do it on his own. He's not going to show up and just Times Square, here I am, Jesus. He's going to do it through you. So you have to bring your, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who makes me powerful and strong. Do you know the word impossible? And word impossible means to lack the strength to do. So impossible is only when you lack the strength to do it. But if you have an I can that God can strengthen, then nothing is possible. Do you have the bar of the Beethoven's fifth? And I'll end with this. Do you have the bar of the Beethoven's? Beethoven's fifth. No. Okay, there's a little, there's a little thing that looks like an like a upside down smiley face. Well, it's really just one. And it's called a fermata. And in the fermata, in the classic day, in the fermata would be a place where the, the, the person who writes it wants you to improvise. They don't want you to play it the way that it's, it's written. They want you to, to change something about it, add your flair to it. So in the Beethoven's fifth, he, he didn't want you just to copy him. It's one of the most beautiful pieces. He didn't want you to copy him. He wanted you to know that when this is here and that fermata's there, he wants you to ad lib. He wants you to, he wants you to get off the table a little bit and put a little bit of you in there. So that when you actually hear the Beethoven's fifth played, it never sounds the same classically. Modern day, the fermata means you may speed it up or slow it down a little bit, but you don't actually have the ability to improvise. You need to understand, God is putting a fermata on this season. In this 2000, you guys, in this 2018, God is putting a fermata over this season. And he's saying, I want you to, you're aligned with me. You're playing this. I want you to improvise. Add a little bit of your flair. Add a little bit of you in it. Add a little bit of something that's on your heart. Do what you like to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, it's amazing how the enemy's been killing your eye. He will start with trying to have you abused at six. And then you'll say, no one loves me. No one cares about me. How could I do anything? Isn't it amazing how an, an event in your life will affect how you see yourself, will then affect how, how you see yourself in your effect on the world? You're, you're broken, so how can I help anyone? I'm broken, so how can I do? And, and, and we start to diminish the eye in us because we feel like there's something something wrong with us 
I love that Jesus came and he removed that something that was wrong with us. And he took away anything that would try to keep you from going, I'm here, use me. Is there anyone that you feel that? You feel I'm here, do something with me. Do something with me. I, I, I have dreams, I have hopes, I have passions, things that I don't even know. I have things in my heart that I don't know if the church would accept. But I know the world's looking for it. I want to do something, man. I want to do something, man of God. I see you in the gray hat. I want to do something. I want to do something that is so transforming. Why not do something that everyone has to talk about? Let's not be satisfied with a, a little Facebook post that we made up of ourselves. I realize that we use so much of our energy falsifying our true position in life. I want us to live. And I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how it's going to break out, but I want it to break out. I want it to break out. I want it to break out. I want you to break out. And I think if I can convince more and more people to say, here I am, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I, I want an I can movement. I want a movement of I can. I want, I want to agree with the Bible. I want an I can movement. I can. I can make a difference in my school. I can make a difference in my city. I can make a difference in my family. I can make a difference in the music industry. I can make a difference in the, in the business world. I can make a difference in the church. I can make a difference in prostitution. I can make a difference. I can. If you strengthen me. But you got to be willing to fly. Take a risk. Well, maybe my, maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe my feathers are going to fall off. Maybe I'm just a little afraid to go that high. Go a little bit higher. Just, just a little bit higher and let's see. We can just get a little bit closer. Get closer. Get closer to the sun. Get closer to the sun. You get closer to the sun, you'll hear Jesus going, come on. Do you know that the, you know that humanity is the only thing that God created that doesn't doesn't ex, just live to its full potential? A tree will always go as far as it can go. It never says, ah, "I'm just not feeling it today." <laughs> do you do you know do you know do you know a dog never just half-heartedly licks you? I'm going to test you. Let me just try you. Do you know a bird doesn't go, ah, that's not for me. Everything that God created lives to its fullest potential, grows to its highest heights, except for humans. He gave us choice. And you know, if he wouldn't have given us choice, we would live to our fullest potential. And we, we blame God for our lack of fullness by saying, I'll pray about it. Oh boy, I got you there, boy. It's like, <laughs> you work in the children's department, I'll pray about it. 
Is there anyone that wants to fly? Is there anyone that you have wings in your heart? You have something that you want to just get out there and start spreading out. Is there anyone that says, I want to fly? I want to make a difference. I want something to happen. I want something to happen. I want to see how high I can fly. I want to see how high I can fly. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. Have you ever seen a son, you ever seen a daughter when they're trying to impress their papa and their mama? They're like, look at me. And they're doing all that. And you know what? The, the parents are going, yay, that's what God wants from us. Look at me. Look at me. Am I like you? Am I like you? Come on, if you want to fly, lift your hands up and just begin to lift up a sound. 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 I want to fly so high. Let me touch the sky. I want to see your face. I want your warmth. In praise, let me fly. Let me fly, let me fly, let me fly. I want to fly so high, I want to touch the sky. Let me see your face. I want to fly. I want to fly so high to be close to you. I want to fly so high. I want to just say this. The Lord is not ashamed of you. I do, I do. I want to just, I hear the Lord saying, tell him I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm not ashamed of you. I don't want you to feel like you are going to embarrass God. Just fly. Just, just, just try it. He'll catch you. He won't let you fall. He won't let you hurt yourself. He won't let you get broken. He's going to protect you and keep you. I want to fly so high. I want to touch the sky. I want to see your face. Know your warm embrace. I'm flying high with you. 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 Come on. Flying high. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, lift up your sound. I'm telling you, there's something about that sound. That sound is going to fill this city. That sound is going to fill this city. Come on, the sound is filling this city. Flying high with you. 
tell them, I'm flying high with you. your voice, lift your sound. There's, there's people here and the enemy has stolen your next level of faith, your faith for the next level because of the challenges you've had to walk through. He's stolen your lease on life. And the, and the Lord is saying, tonight he's redeeming. He's redeeming. He's redeeming your energy, your strength. And, and I have something that I know is very sensitive. It's, it's extremely sensitive. And it's a, I don't even know how to approach it, but I'm just going to tell you exactly what I heard in prayer this afternoon. And, and I've just been praying in the spirit because God hasn't given a lot of details on it. But I heard that someone's dealing or somehow crib death is, is a, affected someone's life. And I, I don't know if you want to come up, let me pray with you, if there's been grief or loss or something in that realm. And God says, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to redeem. I'm going to redeem. On November 19th, she passed away. God is going to restore. God is going to redeem. Can I lift your hat off for a second just so I see your face? God is going to restore, and this grief has almost wanted you to commit suicide. And I'm telling you today, you have life to give still. You have more life to produce, and God's going to redeem this moment. I know it hurts, and I know it's challenging, but God's going to use this as a ministry. You're going to minister to some other people that have this same encounter, the same account. Let me hold hands here. I just release the power of the Holy Spirit on you right now. I release the peace of God on your heart that all grief would be removed from you. That God, you would show them how to process this circumstance. Lord, the, 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 the loss and the, the anguish and the hurt and the pain, I release your life and your strength on them. I declare today in the name of Jesus. You are so good to them. Lord, let this be a dream that bursts in their heart that they say, God, there's a way to stop this. And you're going to show us. Lord, there's, there's a way that we can get involved to stop this. And Lord, let this be our mission. In the meantime, God is releasing to you a new, new baby. I release life to you again. I release strength to you again. Now, here comes the presence of the Lord. Now, presence of the Lord to release peace and strength to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I mean, the Lord would not let me let this go. It was really a big deal to him 
And I was like, Lord, how do I handle that? Because it's not a soft, simple thing. It's a very intense thing. But I want you to know that's how much God was interested in your, in your life and your daughter. And, and he has her in hand. He has her in hand. Pastor Charlie, do you have anything? I do want to just say as you're, you're getting the word, he's getting names and addresses and stuff. And so God's there healing was, uh, a, a guy, bone disease a right now too. Right here. Where'd he go? The young man that was here? There was a young boy standing here. Is he still here? Where is he? I'll keep the water home. Yeah, get him up here. Come on. And uh, to save time, the Lord gave me a woman's name tonight. I didn't get your nickname. I got your full name, Katrina. If you're here with your husband, I need you to come up, please. Okay? What's your name, son? Brennan. Brennan, know this says the Lord, your God that there's a Davidic anointing upon your life, says the Lord. You're going to be one that is going to seek the presence of the Lord wherever you go and everything that you touch. Know this, says the Lord, that you're going to open up doors to a generation. David opened up doors to a generation. He gave and he gave and he gave to something he never thought, would never see, built. But he knew he wanted the generation to love the God he loved even with more passion. And know this, says the Lord, that there is a day, there's an evangelistic spirit upon you, and God is going to use you to be bold and courageous to speak. And I'm telling you, don't get puffed up on this. You're going to listen to this word someday. But there's a pastor's call upon your life, uh, a call that is going to be sharpened and honed. Even on the mission field, you're going to go out on the field and 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 you're going to get you're going to get blessed and 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 it's going to sharpen you and you're going to come back and people are going to say what's happened to him and know this says the Lord as you press in as you take all the courses as you study as you you know you do anything you got to do to be that servant and as you serve God's going to break open your heart even more and God is going to give you such a spirit of compassion that they're going to look in your eyes and they're going to see the compassion of Christ and your words are going to come out and they're going to be words that are going to just soothe their heart but more importantly where's the oil you're going to be one that's going to touch people you know, we can preach all day. We can declare all day about the goodness of the Lord. But until we show or we demonstrate it by touching. So put your hands out. So we're just going to anoint your hands right now. We're going to believe right now, Lord, that these hands are going to touch Come on. a generation. And the crooked ways are going to be made straight, Lord God. It's a young man that's going to disciple others. There's a leadership ability in him that's going to go far beyond, but a humbleness that's going to propel him to bring in a generation. Amen. Glory to God. The Lord, the Lord says there are, there are things that are on his heart 
that he's going to begin to fill your heart with. You're going to actually have just real connection with God's heart. And the Lord used the word incensed. I wanted to make sure I knew what it meant, so I asked my son to look it up. I thought I did. You know those words you think, oh, yeah, I think I do. But incensed, you're going to have just a, a, an anger towards the, some things, and God's going to let you own and borrow his righteous anger, his righteous anger to, to stop things that the enemy's doing on the earth. And I just release on you that anointing of the Holy Spirit, that anointing of God. And you're going to be, you're going to be a part of, this church is moving into a church planting movement and, and, and it's going to be real apostolic in its work. And God says, as you submit and you are in this house, that anointing is going to come upon you. And you're going to want to spread, spread, not only just preach and plant one, two churches, but really just be a part of a movement. And God says that there's going to be um, some things that branch out of what normal church looks like coming out of your heart. Some things that look different. They look different. Church is going to look different, feel different for your generation, and you're going to see it. You're going to see it. We're not going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like, let's throw away the past. You're going to be really good in progressive revelation, taking that which was and making it something that is pliable. But God says he's going to give you this righteousness that is going to establish anger and not in an ugly way, but in a righteous way against uh, that which is destroying people's lives. Just hold my hand for a second. I release on you. Ah, there it is. Thank you, Father. Take as I can, Father, and put your spirit on it. Make it supernatural. Here comes a supernatural touch to you right there. We thank you for it, God. We thank you for your supernatural touch. <laughs> Bathe him in your presence and your glory. We thank you for it. Amen. Katrina, hold on a second. Can I borrow your wife? Can you come with me, please? What's your name, honey? What? Alice. Alice. Alice, I, I, stand up, honey. You were listening to the preaching, and you were saying, I, I got to have this. And, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, doubt kills more dreams than failing and and i'm going to tell you god is saying step out he's about to close a door on your life that has just brought you so much grief at times and god is saying now you're going to step into a time of joy you're going to step step into a in the loneliness and the things that go on god is bringing salvation to your home and the spirit of god is going to blow through that place and you're going to feel the anointing of the Spirit upon your life like you have never felt it before. Would you do me a favor? Would you take her hands, please? Hallelujah. Just stretch your hands toward this woman of God. Know this, says the Lord your God. I'm going to change uh, even your thinking, says the Lord. I'm going to change how you see. I'm going to change how you process. I'm going to change how you speak, says the Lord your God. Get ready for everything that was robbed and stolen from you, says the Lord your God, is going to be paid back with dividends, says the Lord. It's time to step in to your new calling. It's time to step in to the things that that God has for you. The days of dryness, the days of drought are coming to an end, says the Lord your God. And the promises that were robbed and stolen from you are about to be made manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
by Katrina or what do you go by okay hallelujah would you take her hands where's the oil put your hands out I hate to do this to you but I gotta do it rub them together glory to God know this says the Lord your God that if these hands could talk and tell the stories of the things that they have touched says the Lord your God it would blow your mind you have seen people die in fear you have seen people uh, uh, just scared you have seen people and, and you've tried your hardest but I'm telling you I'm looking at you right now and I see three IV bottles over the top of your head one says healing one says faith and the other one says hope. Know this, says the Lord your God. flags of nationalities over your head. I see you cruising down the road. I'm an, I'm an ex-biker, by the way, but I see you cruising down the road. i to sell my bike. Anyway. <laughs> the wind in you... You don't have the hair, but the wind in your beard... But God's about to put you in the path. I, we have a refugee center in the city of Utica, and I see refugees coming into your life. And, and you're going to help settle them. You're going to help. You're going to help bring them to a point. Uh, and, and I see all these languages. I see all these flags. But there's something inside of you. You. You have a creative mind. Uh, you're artsy. You see things. Um, you can see how you walk into a room and you start telling people the couch shouldn't be there, the TV should be over here, and that should be over here, and and da 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 da. And it, it, it I mean, oh my gosh, boy, we got to pray for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but just as you see things in the natural in the room, you're going to see things in the spiritual for those people of many nations. And God's going to give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. You're going to start to speak into their lives. And their lives are going to be changed forever. I especially see children of nationality around you, some that they don't have parents. They've, it's a mess. And God is going to use you to bring a stabilization and a balance into their life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This your daughter? 
She's more your, looks like more like your sister. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's your name, honey? Michaela. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oof. You're a pistol. You remind me of somebody, you're like a, like a low tank that, you know, if, do you run? Do you do? We have mutters back home. I see you running a mutter, man. You, nothing holds you back. And the Spirit of God is about to fall upon you. This family is about to be blessed. I'm telling you about the Spirit of God. Sometimes you feel like a wire bouncing all over the place. God's going to ground you. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, the healing, there's, there's, um, as soon as she touched you, and, you know, I, I, I don't like to touch women or anything, and sometimes I do, you know, because I have to feel, but there's, there's a spirit of Catherine Kuhlman on you. I, I feel it so strong in my spirit. And, you know, I watch her old videos and everything. And, and there's just that anointing. It's like all on you. It's, it's, I see it. It's like, and those bottles are just dripping and they're not running out because they're being fed from heaven. And your dream has been, Lord, eradicate this cancer. Uh, wipe these things out. I, I want to see the manifest power of your anointing made present in these people's lives, and it's going to happen. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, you, honey, God is going to use you. to. T you're another one. You're going to touch your generation. You're going to touch it in a way that you have never seen it before. You're about to have a God encounter. Before 2018 is over with, you're going to have such a God encounter. It's going to knock you right to the floor. You're not going to be able to move because the Spirit of God is going to fall upon you like you have never felt before. You need to get ready. You need to get ready. You need to get ready. You married? Where's your husband? <laughs> you know, wow. You are the most dedicated, hardworking man. As your spirit was coming forward, I kept hearing the words integrity, character. When you put your hands to something, when you make a promise to somebody, it's a solid promise. Where's Bobby? There's a connection. There's a connection here, and I don't, God's not showing me what it is. But you're going to come alongside of this man, and, and you're part of the team that's going to, you know, impact this community and impact the area, and, and God is going to use you in such a mighty way. You know, and you're just a laid-back type of guy. I mean, you know, the roof could be falling in. Well, praise God. <laughs> I'm telling you about the Spirit of God. 
there's an anointing that's going to come up. I'm, put my hand on your belly. Stir up, Lord God Jesus. Stir it up, Lord God Jesus. The gifts that are deep within his inner spirit. And Lord, let a blessing start to fall upon his life, Lord God Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honey, you're just gonna you're just gonna flow in people's lives like a snowboarder on a snowboard coming down a mountain with that puffy white snow just going and God's going to use you to flow into people's lives and to touch them in a dramatic way I'm using the word dramatic because it's what it's going to take to wake them up you need to be ready God you, I know you've got children and that's your ministry but I'm telling you you don't play second fiddle to anybody there is an anointing upon your life that is that is about to just break open you're going to be like a water sprinkler of the Holy Spirit and everybody that comes around you is going to be blessed you need to get ready because your feet are just going to go from one foreign ground to another one foreign ground. I see you going to Africa. I see you helping to build buildings. I see you ministering to young people. I see little children all around you. And you know what? That gift of healing that's resident here is also upon your life, says the Lord your God. You're a miracle. You're standing here because you're a miracle. By all practical purposes, you shouldn't be standing here today, but you are because it was ordained of God. And now God's going to use you as a, a pouring out offering that's going to touch a generation in other nations, says the Lord. Stretch your hands toward this. Before you do that, family. can I just, yeah, sure. I just, I felt like when he was saying, you go into Africa and you building, I felt like God was going to give you a, a fashion line of some type, some kind of fashion, and that God was going to give you um, just a creative design, and that literally he was going to give you that fashion line. It would bring fame and increase to where you could have influence to go in Africa, not only just to go on mission trips, but literally to dress Africa, to dress a generation. As Tom's, as Tom's has been able to dress, uh, put shoes on a generation, God is going to use that same kind of philanthropic work through you that you're going to you're going to dress you're going to dress people you're going to dress them for success you're going to bring a dignity to those that don't have dignity through your fashion and your design. Okay, I walked over this way and I was smelling coffee. <laughs> it's right here. You guys hitched? Well, congratulations. <laughs> I see that ball is getting smaller that's around your ankle. So marriage must be good to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wow, I touched you. And I feel to tell you, you are the most generous couple. Come on. The spirit of generosity is all upon you. And you know, I mentioned... Um, I've lost track of time this morning, was it? Yeah? Yeah, okay. I mentioned Lydia in the Bible. You are a living 
Lydia in the house of the Lord. Lydia opened her home. She had a spirit of hospitality all over her. And she helped birth the church. I mean, the you know, people were meeting. And God says, sometimes you just feel like, man, if they dump one more, you hear the truck backing up. Beep, beep, beep. You know, pastor's on the line. Beep, beep, beep. And you go, here it comes. But God doesn't give us more than we can handle. And you're a blessing in the house of the Lord. And God is going to, God is about to touch you in a mighty way. What's your name, sir? Clark. Clark? Yeah. Clark, I want to say something to you. I'm 63, so I come from, I come from the muscle car stage of life. I had a GTO with a Hearst shifter. Clark, you are not a Prius. You're a muscle car. God is going to use you to drive. If you have a Prius, don't be offended. And if you are, build a bridge and get over it. God is going to use you to touch men's hearts. Men that are fatherless, men that had to, because I feel even in your own life, sometimes you just felt like every time you thought you were getting the bar, the bar got raised on you again, and the bar kept getting raised, and the bar kept getting raised. I'm here tonight to tell you that Abba Father in heaven says, well done, Clark. He's wrapped his arms around you, and he says, I'm your father. You don't need to jump through hoops, Clark. He already loves you. He's already put his arms around you. And he's going to use you to pour out into other men. Men that they come across all macho. I don't care how big they are in this church. They're teddy bears inside. And God is going to give you the key to their heart. You're going to unlock it. They're just, you're the kind of guy, Clark, they just want to sit and chat with you. And as they're chatting with you, they're going to pour out their heart. And God's going to give you, don't you worry, God's going to give you the right words to say because it's going to come right out of your own heart, even some of your own experiences, says the Lord. You're going to see men's hearts healed. And they've walked for years with this weight on their shoulders. God has put a deliverance ministry in your heart to set men free. Set them free. I see you having coffee with men in the morning. I see you sitting at a table and talking with them. And, and, and all this baggage they've been carrying with them, they've turned to things, alcohol, they've turned to drugs, they've turned to things, and God is going to use you to liberate them and take it out and the things that they felt that they haven't been able to live up to their lives are about to be turned around God is going to use you as the catalyst and I'm going to say something to you you guard this with your life don't you compromise God's going to come he's going to show up 
I don't know what your house looks like, but the two of you need to get ready. You better have the spread out and the, the food out because one by one, they're going to start falling like dominoes. And when they get restored, they're going to show up at your doorstep and you're going to feed them and you're going to pray with them and you're going to love on them because they're going to be celebrating a new life in Christ. So earlier, I, I wanted to pray for someone who has a bone disease of some type, bone disease. It could be deterioration of bone, some kind of activity in the bones. You have a bone disease? Can you, can you come up as well, just whoever that is? Okay. Is this an actual bone disease? Okay. What is your name? Joe, hi, Joe. God loves you. Thank you. And you have three children? How many children do you have? Three? I see the hand of the Lord on, on your, your children, and he's moving, he's moving through all three of them. Um, they're going to be, they're going to walk in such, uh, such closeness to God. And that closeness is going to actually, there's a restoration happening in your family. And there was a, there was like six years of a whirlwind just trying to whip everybody out of the family. But God is bringing that whirlwind from him and he's bringing everybody close. It's going to be such a cl close knit. And you've wanted, you've, you've been dreaming. You, I even think you've been either wrote a poem or you've been writing something down recently just of what you want your family to look like. And God's been reading that. He's been reading exactly what you've been declaring. And God is going to do it mightily. So God is moving. And, and God is going to do this. And now God's going to heal your, your body. You ready? Just lift your hands. We thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Ah, there he is. There he is. There he goes from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Just take, just close your eyes. Here it comes. Woo, you feel that? It's just beautiful. Just a wonderful presence. One, two, three. We thank you for that, God. get stronger, stronger, stronger. Is there, what's going on with your eyes? Is there something happening with your eyes? Does, it, does anything happen with your eyes? Is there stigmas, blur, blurred vision, anything with your eyes? They're a little bit off. <laughs> okay. Do they need healing? They can use healing. Okay, good. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for healing our eyes. We thank you for healing this, blown, this bone issue, Lord. We thank you for healing her family. We thank you for touching the three children. We thank you for doing what you're doing, Lord. You're mighty and you're powerful in this. In Jesus' name. Now, how would you know if you were healed? Is there a way to know tonight? Or is there a physical change that you would need to know? So it's a diagnosis. Okay. Uh, will you at some point get checked again or at some point? Okay. And you'll let us know at the church here? Okay. I'm leaving for some immediate difference, immediate change. Okay.
bone deterioration. Just hold my hand here. What is your name? Dorinda. Father, we thank you for Dorinda. We thank you. Let's close your eyes. Here comes the presence of the Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for Dorinda, Lord. I think Dorinda's going to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Do you guys do that around here ever? You guys ever do that? It's okay. It's, it's all right. Yeah, well, you're going to get it more. I think it's just about to get loosened up a little bit. Just point your hands at Dorinda and say, here you go. There you go. Now, is there, there's no way to know other than a diagnosis of whether or not you got touched from... <laughs> I, I mean, I know she's getting touched. Of course, it's like, <laughs> you, can, you can tell, <laughs> but in the bones. All right, there it goes in Jesus' name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. I'm going to count to three, and you're just going to drink all that up. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Um, there's someone you've been having a headache for 12 days, 12 days. Uh, is there someone here that you've been having a headache of some type for 12 days? Just wave your hand, move your hand like this. Okay, come here and yes, 12 days. And it's been, if, if, you, if there's someone, 12 days as well here? Wow. Is it come and go like that, 12 days? Just, come on, please. Twelve days, longer than that. Okay, so we'll we'll start with twelve, and then we'll move all the way up to however we gotta go. Thank you, Lord. Kaname, what's your name? Monica. Monica, nice to meet you. Uh, you have a business idea that you're working on? Okay. Um, have you written out the business plan, or you already started to work on it? Been in motion. Okay. Well, it's a, it's ready to get feet, and God's just going to give you just real feet to it. Just going to start running, and um, get ready, get excited. You are equipped for it. God has anointed you for it. It's in you. It's in your being. God has anointed you for business, and you just run after. It. Know this this message tonight. I am, and I and I can embrace that and walk in that. And just as I'm talking to you, you'll start to feel the headache just drip down the back of your neck. Just leave. Ah, there it goes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Um, yeah, I just see getting feet. And I feel like God's going to bring people around you that are going to just help you, that are going to help you walk it out, walk it out. Tell me how that's, ha how that's feeling, if there's any change. How much has it changed? <laughs> From the, it's dripping. It's dripping out. <laughs> it's funny that the Lord showed me it was going to drip out the back. Okay, is it almost done? All right, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say, so I'm just kind of just talking. Because <laughs> it was going to be as I talked to you that it was going to go. How are we doing now? There's an adjustment happening in your back, too. Now, there that is. We thank you for it, God. Radine, there's a healing anointing in your church. There's a healing anointing in your church. How, do you feel something on your hands? I'm prophetic. You're prophetic. You have some tingly going on in your fingers? All right. That's fun. I like that. Okay, yeah, she needs to put her hands on. Is someone over here have a shoulder problem? Anywhere here? 
shoulder issue. Come over, please. We have someone that's coming with a shoulder problem. I want you to put your hand on their shoulder. Those tingly fingers. Okay, put your hand on there and release that, what you're feeling. What's going on with you? Um, a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> Every single day. You don't know how far it goes back, but you've had this headache for... It's, it's, not, a, it's not a comfortable life, is it? It's a challenging life. That's going to have to end tonight. Because you... You're ready to go. And it tries to identify your, your abilities. It tries to identify what you can do. And so God's going to actually release you from that. Do you have something you want to give or you want to just agree with me? No, I just... Okay, great. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Stretch your hands out and just begin to pray. We thank you, Father. We take it away from you in the name of Jesus. We take the tension from your shoulders, from your neck. We just completely release it. If you can just you can point your hands towards it. Just, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. We thank you for it, God. We command this headache to leave. Give her life back. Every dream back, every hope back. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Okay, I just feel a coolness. I just feel a coolness. I just feel a coolness just coming through here. Do you feel that or is that just me feeling it? Do you feel a coolness coming through? You feel that coolness? Radine, will you go ahead and just begin to just release life on her? Let's just let Radine do this for a second. Go ahead. You feel any release coming on there? I just, I don't know what it is. There's some things that you've just been putting on hold. You've been putting on hold and now it's like, it's like you are this, um, this, this stallion, this, this running horse that's ready to go, and the gates have just flown open, and it's time for you to run without limitation, no hold. There'll be no more excuses. You, you are free to go. You're free to run, and God wants you to live that dream, all right? And so we just finish this off. We thank you. Woo! We thank you that it's finished in Jesus' name. heard two things so you don't have to come forward we're going to have a little bit of body ministry you just lift up your hands but i heard um endometriosis um and um remineralization so that's a big word for a dutch girl from amsterdam but remineralization what there's some things some of you don't even know what it what's wrong with you and god says he's releasing minerals into your body he, uh, where your body's been depleted, he is he is restoring that, and you'll start uh, sensing a lot of energy coming into your body, uh, uh, strength uh, in your bones, in your blood. Uh, it's affecting gums. It's affecting teeth. Uh, it's affecting brain uh, functionalities. So if there's anything like that, you just lift up your hands right now, and and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Amen. So, so, Lord, we thank you that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and without you, Lord, without your Word, nothing was done, nothing was made that was made, and so we sent the Word of healing across this room, and those watching online, we declare health in your body, remineralization of your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We declare that all disorder in the wombs 
is healed today in Jesus' name. Endometriosis, you go right now in Jesus' name. Never return again. I declare your body is blessed from the head to the toe. And I declare over this church, there will be no feeble one amongst us. We thank you, Lord, as the feeble ones come in, they will leave strong because you've sent your word. By your stripes, we are healed. We're the healed. We're the redeemed. We thank you, Lord. We freely receive this so we can freely give it. In Jesus' name, I command all excessive bleeding to stop right now. Uh, issues of blood, stop right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Can we, um, I just really felt like there was a need to pray for law officers. I know you guys serve them, but I really felt like there was a need to pray for law officers tonight. Can we, um, I don't know if there's anybody in the house, but we, can we just pray right now for safety? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that your hand is on uh, the law officers and the law enforcement in this region. We thank you for protection and, and guidance and leading of the Lord. We ask, Father, that your hand would be upon them. We thank you, Father, that you are you are shaping uh, justice in this, this city. And you're shaping justice in this region. And we declare in the name of Jesus, we declare every strategy of the enemy be stopped in this region. Be, be thwarted in the name of Jesus. And we say peace, uh, no violence against the police in this territory. We say peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's just pray in the spirit for a second. Now, when you, what do they call it when you, when you have to burn off a nerve? Cauterize? What do they call it? Okay, that's, that, that's medical. What's this, what's cauterize? Close a vein. Okay. Okay, that's what I feel like the Lord is saying. There's been a bleed out. There's been some things bleeding out and in your in your work and what God's been doing. And some things have been trying to bleed out and trying to suffocate the life of it. But God is releasing new life and he's, he's burning off that opening, the edges, the places that should not be open. Where there's wounds. I feel like there's been some unnecessary uh, attacks and violations against what's been and things that have been spoken and declared that are that are false. And God's going to um, validate. God's going to vindicate and God's going to correct and God's going to reestablish. And the Lord is going to it feels like you've pulled into the dock for a minute, but now you're being pulled into the dock just for the sake of being reloaded and, and kicked off again and sent out again into this next season. And there is going to be 
there's going to be uh, still something trying to, uh, like these waves, like you get into this rough sea, but God says you're going to navigate the seas well, for God has given you wisdom, and God's given you insight, and God's given you instruction. And I feel like there are, there's like five very wealthy people that are going to come alongside of you and are just going to begin to fund the work and fund the things that God has planned for you. And there won't be this there won't be this sifting anymore. The people that are around you will be able to handle the vision that God has given you. Feel like you've been putting on 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 pillars that have been just crumbling and crushing under the weight of the vision and under the purpose and under the plan. But God says, get ready. I, I, I want you to be able to focus and I want you to be able to run without any weariness and run without any any concern. But God says, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you feet like hinds feet and you'll be able to climb up the mountains and you'll be able to climb up into these realms that I want you to go into. And God says, the political favor is coming your way where you're going to be sitting in seats at tables with people that you don't know. Um, and you, you'll first think, well, I didn't know it was going to happen this quickly, but I knew we were we needed to be here because there's going to be some law transformation, some laws that are be rewritten because of what God's put on your heart. And God says, get ready for that favor. Get ready for that season. Because I'm cauterizing, hopefully I'm saying that, the, the open vein, the open arteries. I'm cauterizing it, and I'm stopping the bleeding, says the Lord. God doesn't call us to be drifters. He calls, calls us to be people of purpose. And I get this vision of bringing the boat into dry dock and scraping the barnacles off the bottom of the boat and, and a fresh coat of paint and holes patched up because you guys aren't a love boat, you are actually a battleship. And I believe that uh, when you get relaunched, you're not going back to the same environment you were in. I feel God's picking you up, physically picking you. You know what? I'm just going to say it. You already know in your hearts what God has told you to do, and you need to do it. And because you're faithful, because you have been, man, I'll tell you something. Pastors would fight over you guys to have you on a team because there's something unique about the two of you. You're loyal. You're dedicated. And God is saying, I, I'm just going to say it, God is closing one door and he's opening up a new door. Listen, I shared this with somebody at our airport in Syracuse, New York. They put a new security system in when you get off the plane. They used to have a guard sitting there so you didn't go back in the airport. They put these glass cylinders. There's five of them. And I never saw him before. I'm coming back. It's midnight. And I'm waiting for it to open. And the guy behind me says, Sir, you have to walk up close to the door. And when I did, the door opened. So I stepped in. I'm waiting, waiting. Front door's not opening. Guy goes, Sir, you got to walk all the way up to the front glass door before the back door closes. And the Lord spoke to me. When God is closing a door in our life, if we hang around the back door, all of those people and all those situations that we were familiar with will keep chatting with us and we won't leave the back door. And God is saying, your new destiny is over here, but you got to close the door. Wow. And when I, when I, when, 
exactly happened when I walked up. You've got to trust God. You've got to put your total, your trophies in the making in God's hands. And what God is saying is, trust me, walk up to that front door. And yes, when that door closes, there's relationships and stuff that close, but there's also some not so nice stuff that you're happy the door is closing on. And trust God. It takes faith to walk up to that other door, not knowing what God's got for you, but you know you're in his hands. Man of God, you are in his hands. God has equipped you. God has readied you for such a time as this. And I believe I'm going to close with this. It's an unusual prophetic word, but the Lord is saying, put up your sails and let the breath of God blow into them. And don't worry about the direction. He's going to take you there. Yeah, and I, I just want to just tap in for a second and just say, you already have permission, like he already said. Just You already have permission. Uh, just be bold enough to do it. What's your name? Yeah, you. What? Angelica. You need to get ready. I see you. I see you dancing all around this place. The Spirit of God is starting to fall on you. And I'm going to tell you something. As you start to move in the things of God, as you dance, as you worship the Lord, as, don't worry about who's around you. God is going to start to touch you in a powerful way. And you know how God's going to use you? People are going to look at you and they're going to say, you're not even going to have to open your mouth. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, I want what she's got. You know, in the Bible, there, was, there were two disciples working together and there was people that didn't even know but they said, those two have been with Christ. We know we can tell by what's going on in their life. And God is going to use you. You have been hiding for too long. And you need to go home tonight and look in the mirror and say, look at what the Lord has done. And he's going to continue to change you because you have such a compassionate heart and such a loving heart for God. And God is going to start to just speak to you. I, I feel to tell you to keep a journal by your bed at night. Make sure there's a little lamp there and everything because God's going to wake you up. He's going to start to speak things into your life. And here's what God is telling me. I said it to somebody last night. The past is over with. The past is really the past. And now you're stepping in to the greatness of God in his manifest hand. You, you keep going back into the logs and God says, stop it. You have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of your testimony, God has set you free. And your testimony is going to set others free. And you need to believe who God has made you to be. And he's saying, 
Forget about all of that. Embrace what I'm dropping. He's saying to you, look at the banquet table I've got for you. The days of getting down on your hands and knees and hunting for scraps are over with. God is saying, you sit at the banqueting table because that's the place I have for you. Amen. say something to you. The word that came across from Pastor Tracy tonight, you need to get that into your spirit. I was getting convicted sitting in my chair. Someone always kept saying to me, be humble, be humble, be humble. Sometimes we over humble ourselves and we deactivate ourselves. I'll date myself. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> And they would pull his little battery pack and down he would go. Don't let the enemy pull your battery pack. Who he calls, he uses. Come on now. Come on now. Look at, look. This generation, get up on this platform right now. Hurry up. Come on, come on. Up, 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 up. Get up there. Come on. Get up there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Is the future. Wherever my wife and I go, when she's with me, and I didn't do it here because first time visit, I say to the pastor and to the elders, we'll come if you'll carve out one night for us just to minister over the youth of the house. And I had a pastor say to me, why would you want to do that? Because I interviewed over 150 youth just like this. And you know what they said? We're not important in our church. Guest ministry comes through, everybody else gets prayed on and hands. I'm not saying for this church, I don't know. All I'm saying is, out of the 150, 75 said we feel like second-class citizens and we're not important in our church. So not praying over them because we don't have that night, but tonight I want them up here because I want them to feel the love. I want them to know their love. I want them to know that there's a prophetic destiny upon their lives. 
that they're going to change the world. They're going to change their community. They're going to change their schools. They're going to they're going to make an impact. As as Pastor Tracy was saying, they're going to make an impact. But they need our prayers. They need to know that we're behind them. These are future evangelists. These are future preachers, future people that are going to have different gifts in their lives. And, and some will be in the marketplace. And, you know, everybody wants, everybody wants to be a pastor. And I tell people, just be who God has made you to be. Get in the marketplace. You can do more in the marketplace than you could do at a pulpit. <coughs> Pulpits are portable. The Word of God is in your heart. We teach children when they're young, where does God reside? In my heart. God's in your heart, and don't you forget it. And know that there's an anointing upon your life. There's a prophetic destiny on your life. Don't you hold back. You're ambassadors for the kingdom of God. You know, in Timothy it says, don't despise your youth. God has called you guys to be movers. God has called you guys to be shakers. And God is going to use you. Honey, God is going to use you. I'm walking by you and I'm feeling a heat. You're like a volcano. And there's these red hot rocks flying out of you. And wherever they touch the passion of God starts to hit. Look, people say, I'm one fry short, a happy meal. That's fine. I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box, but I'm telling you, I'm going to release it tonight. And Pastor Tracy, if you feel it, but I feel there is a revival that has come into this house. But it's a different type of, it's going to bubble up. It's going to start right here. It's going to start here. Oh, oh, you got quiet now. You didn't listen to Pastor Tracy. Come on now. Where's Pastor? Where's Pastor? God's going to bring, God's going to start to bring families into this church. And I don't mean mom and dad and kids, mom, dad, Aunt Tilly, Uncle, Uncle Frank. They're going to start coming to this church. And, and it's, I feel that there's a family atmosphere in this church. And, and God is going to, they're going to be incredibly saved. And things are going to happen quick. I have to tell you, things are going to happen quick in this church. I feel like, you know, God's shifting gears in this church, and he's bypassing five or six of them. And he's throwing you into hyperdrive. You might say, but we're tired. No. Because God's raising up. There is a supernatural anointing that's going to fall tonight. And what we're going to do, 
So we're going to stretch our hands forward. I'd like, uh, if you have an eldership team, I don't even know who you got here, man. Just bring them up. Bring, bring your elders, bring your staff, whoever you got, bring them up. Check. Elders ELT, would Pastor you come Tracy, up? And we'll just... bring, come on, guys. Come on. Youth, youth pastors, of course, of course. Uh, elders, ELT. I think lay ministers, if you'd come up, let's, let's, let's pray over them. I feel to tell you guys tonight, because we can't lay hands on every one of you, but I feel to tell you tonight that you have something. Listen, here's somebody here that's never been here before. Believe me, I don't know anything that's going on here. But I can tell you one thing. There is a spirit of revival in this house. And there's something special about you guys. There's something special about you. And I'm here to declare tonight the goodness of the Lord upon your lives. Uh, that you're not second class citizens. That God is going to use you mightily. He's going to touch you in a way that you've never been touched before. Can I, can I, can you just all look at me one minute? Just look at me one minute. Listen, don't be ashamed of who God has made you to be. I feel there's, I'm going to pray. We're going to pray a spirit of courage. We're going to, we're going to pray a spirit of boldness. We're going to pray the prophetic destinies. You know, the Bible says that he knew you even before you were born. There's a call on each and every one of your lives. You can't let go of that. I, I wasn't going to... God just said to me, get the youth up there. Get the, get the generation. I don't call it the next generation. This is the generation. It's not the next generation. This is it. They're here. Look at them. They're here. And I'm going to tell you something. God has called this church to be a mentoring church. A mentoring church. You know what that means? Invite them into your homes. Bring them in. You know what? You've got so much to share. You've got life experiences in your life. Share them. Share them. Tell them the supernatural things that you've seen happen in your lifetime. Tell them about the healings that you've seen. Tell them about the salvation. Tell them about life. Don't just dump it on the on the pastors and the youth leaders. Come on. It takes all all of us to bring the generation up. Man, they're hungry. They want, you know what? They're hungry. You know, the Bible says, come all ye who thirst. As the deer panteth after the water, so my soul longeth after thee. This is a mentoring church. This is a church that comes alongside and says, we're going to help you reach your destiny. Because what you see on this stage are contenders in the ring, contending to be champions. And there are champions up on this platform. They're in the making. So stretch your hands forward. Come on. Come on. We pray a prophetic anointing upon their lives. Lord, that everywhere they go, that they will be lights unto 
wherever they, their feet shall step, Lord God Jesus. Lord, that the words that will come out of their mouth will be words of exhortation, that a boldness and a strength and a courageousness will come upon them, Lord God Jesus. Give them the spirit that David had to go out in the world and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who will speak against my Lord? Lord, let them be giant killers. Lord, let them go with the stones in their pockets. Let them take those five stones. Hope, faith, charity, the book of Acts, and the Holy Spirit. And let them fling those stones into areas, into situations. And let them slay their giants, Lord God Jesus. Son, what's your name? Right there. Who's, who's, yeah, him. What's your name? What? Bryce. I'm going to tell you about the Spirit of God. You had your hands up, and I saw water just filling, just falling on you. A water just falling. And I said, Lord, what's going on there? And the Lord says, I'm filling him up. I'm filling him up because the world has tried to empty you out. Know this, says the Lord your God, that you're going to touch hearts. There's something about you. There's, there's just something about you that it, it, your heart is just melting for the things of God. And God is going to use you to touch others. And they're going to, it's going to be contagious and it's going to touch them. The enemy tried to take you out, but he couldn't. Because the prophetic destiny and the prophetic call is upon your life. You're going to be like a Nehemiah. You're going to know what to rip out and what needs to stay in people's lives. And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to lead people to Christ. You need to get ready, man. You know what? In the Bible, it talks about fishing with nets. And there's one place in the Bible that says to throw a hook into the water. You're a hooker, man, uh, in a positive way. God is going to use you to put hooks into the water and catch one at a time, one at a time. But here's what's special about it, Bryce. You're not going to fish the pond that everybody else fishes. God's going to take you to a different dimension because he's got a different element of people he wants you to catch. And you're going to bring them in one at a time. And you're going to disciple them. And when it's done and you hand them off, you go and you fish in a different pond. And God is going to use you. Because when you catch them all in the net, you can't find the distinguished one that God wants you to find. Because they're all in that net. But when you catch them one at a time, God's putting them on the hook for you. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, we gotta believe tonight. We gotta believe. You gotta believe. You gotta leave here tonight knowing we got the power of the Holy Spirit in our in our in our bodies. You need to know that God's hand is upon you, that God's hand of protection. I want to pray right now. I want to pray right now. Lord, we pray for each and every one of them standing up here right now. And we pray a hedge of protection around their minds, their souls, their spirits, their hearts, their physical bodies, Lord God Jesus, that no harm will come to them, Lord God Jesus. Lord God, that they will be armor bearers. They will be cup bearers. 
They will be warriors, Lord God Jesus. Lord, that this church will be known that has a, a youth army. I feel an army is raising up in this church, and it's going to be unstoppable. You need to get ready. Some of you will be generals. Some of you will be, some of you are just going to be foot soldiers. Some of you are going to just be cup bearers. But know this, says the Lord, everything that I have called you to be is just as important as the others, says the Lord. You heard the word about unity tonight. Psalm 133 says, where there is unity, there is a commanded blessing. And tonight, I feel to just tell you guys, I'm feeling it in my spirit. Some of you have been mm, with each other. I feel before Sunday comes, before tomorrow comes, so that's tonight, you got odd against somebody. You do the right thing. You go and talk to them. You make it right. And when the unity starts to come together, you will be an unstoppable force. You will be an unstoppable army, says the Lord. Come on. Amen. How many of you believe in this generation right here? The Moses, the Moses generation took them to the promised land, but the Joshua generation took them in the promised land. This is a Joshua generation right here, isn't it? Father, we thank you for this Joshua generation. Father, the, a, a promised land generation, a generation full of miracles, a generation that are world changers, a I can generation, Father. We thank you for the great uh, double portion Elisha anointing that rests upon them, a miracle world-changing generation. We bless them in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. how many of you believe that tonight? Yeah.